0: All right, KISS Army. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy And Lonnie comes sliding into home base, right in time to join us for the start of the show. Hey, welcome to episode 463 of the Kiss FAQ podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. We are live today. I've got Mark's Almighty, Mark. Greetings. The aforementioned St. Louis Kiss, Lonnie.
1: What's up?
0: And the voice of reason, 69th Blizzard. voice of reason.
2: Hello. Hey, you got your,
0: your voice reason today. You got your audio <laughs> issues fixed. Twenty-three seconds on the count. That, that was quick. Like, like, oh shit, my audio's not working. <laughs> so, we've got a few topics to talk about today. I just want to say hello to Wales. Where's Drago? Um, there he is. Good to, good to see you. Uh var That's the only Welsh I know. That's all right. Now we got that out of the way. Let's keep going. Um Adam in North Carolina. What's up, everyone? Bill Phelps. Hey guys. Uh Space Ace Ron was in the house early. So thank you for joining us live. <laughs> everyone, wherever you are, chime in with your comments because we know there's gonna be some comments on today's show. I've already <laughs> talked about uh, or mentioned the topics that we're gonna be uh covering here. Uh straight out of the bat. I got to pimp something. It's out. It's done. Volume 2, up on Amazon nice. now. Uh, had so much drama with the cover. Got it sorted out. Finally managed to work the original cover. That was previously used on the Atlanta 2017 hardcover. So um was able to get it all sorted out again so that it was usable for this. And yeah, Eric Carr is Photoshopped with his <laughs> arm raised uh, into the back. But, you know, that's kind of what I wanted. Wanted a Bruce cover. Couldn't get it. Can always have what you want, but unlike magic, if you want this, you can at least have right. it because it's in the stars.
3: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, Mike Shoup, uh, a <laughs> <laughs> Guitar, thanks for joining us. So, you know, as we go through today's topic, we want to start off with Ken's 40th anniversary. I threw three bootlegs out. Of the three shows that you went, one was shit quality, absolutely unlistenable. That was San Francisco. Um, Universal City really sounded like it was a really fun gig. Did that pick up kind of the excitement and the vibe? And when you think back to 40 years ago, what was your... Do you remember having a favorite show of the three that you attended? So for anyone who doesn't know Ken, he's going to tell you about his Creature's Adventure.
2: Yes, it will. So yes, forty years ago, I was in, I saw Kiss three times. So the first time was in Irvine, uh, uh, the amphitheater there, and uh, I guess it's in Inglewood, technically. Tech, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Irvine Amphitheater, and uh, that that's probably the the most exciting because I was experienced, you know, experiencing the tank for the very first time and seeing the whole, you know, the treads and the whole thing and the, the cannon and, and, and so on. Um, so it was kind of a real cool experience seeing that for the first time. Um, and then the next time out- Well,
0: actually, what, what was your yeah, first impression? What was your first impression <clears throat> of the Ank Wank on the tank? Did
1: you know he was gonna be there? <clears throat>
2: You know, you know I, 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 I kind of, I think I knew based on a picture that something was wrong, like, did Ace, you know, Ace changed his makeup or something like that. And I'm not even sure if I knew it by that time, because it was end of the tour. I, it's possible that I did know uh, something by, you know, uh, that was March and April, and there might have been yeah. some things in the publications about uh, Vinnie Vincent. Um so i might have known but i didn't really really know uh it's just kind of like up in the air kind of thing and we thought we're thinking well maybe ace will be there you know maybe he's coming back i don't know Mm -hmm. um because they didn't really they kind of said he was just going to be you know gone for a while and he was going to come back it's kind of the same thing as what they do now where they say these other guys are going to be on the stage but they never
3: yeah
2: (laughs) they never (laughs) never come and join Yeah. yeah So uh so from that standpoint yeah I didn't know but it was it was cool uh, I mean watching him so I, a guy can you know obviously play guitar and some of the stuff though you know to me it was partly botching the solos cuz you're so used to the hearing the a solos sometimes he got it semi close and sometimes it was yeah. way different
3: yeah, I got a question, Ken. Yeah uh, one one that was being been kind of lingering in my head for a long while. You you saw the Dynasty tour as well, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is what I was curious about. Mm-hmm. Having seen Dynasty, when you went and saw this tour, what was your reaction? Were you kind of disappointed in the the scope of it, like how it's being a little bit scaled down compared to the grandiose of the Dynasty thing? How did, how was your reaction to
2: that? no because uh i you know yeah dynasty was all glitzy and Vegasy kind of thing uh, which was cool which is cool it was fine it was super kiss and, you know the capes and the the whole the colors and everything but this was like another level like you know turning it up and and just coming you know for your throats kind of thing and really really more aggressive in the music and and the performance on stage and along with the tank and everything. But well, was, was the venue just,
3: smaller than it was for Dynasty?
2: Uh yeah, I'd say it was smaller because the I saw them at the Cow Palace hmm. uh in San Francisco. I don't know how much it's not a huge arena or anything, it's not huge. Um, but it may be fifteen thousand. Yeah. Oh, is it fifteen thousand? so i guess so um and i don't know how much irvine amphitheater had or you know how big that was but it wasn't obviously it wasn't sold out i don't think mm. so because they had a hard time selling any tickets on the creatures of the night tour so yeah from a standpoint it was it wasn't a i didn't really compare them. i i knew they were kind of two different things there's two different stages two different types you know uh I guess the, the you know, the costumes were different and everything. Mm-hmm. It was just more uh I don't wanna say dirty, but it was it was more a hungry kiss. It seemed hungry Wrong. on that. Yeah, yeah. Versus Dynasty, I think they were kind of just, you know, enjoying their you know, their uh success at that point and not and partially maybe phoning it in to a degree.
0: Yeah, oh, so, for, so from the bootlegs, was there a favorite show? Um, you know, well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> was there one of those performances? Lonnie, w- other than the Cal Palace one being garbage, uh, was there any show that grabbed you particularly that you would have loved to have attended just from the sound of the bootleg?
2: Oh, you're talking about the San Francisco Civic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Okay. Lonnie?
1: I don't know, I mean... And not necessarily from from the shows but just listening to the three different ones and then listening to to what we got on creatures and just in general um I, i've mentioned on the show many times how i was j- insanely jealous of ken being able to see three creature shows um and listening to those this week and listening what we got on creatures just just reiterates that fact and i don't think there's a particular one in general that I wish I was at. I just wish I would have saw that incarnate that that version of the band. Um, very much so.
0: Yep. No, that that was my my takeaway. The Universal um, amphitheater show sounded the best, <laughs> but I wouldn't care which show is at. If you know, had I been able to see a Creature show, I would have loved to have seen a Creature show. Mark.
3: Yeah, I um, I really liked the Universal amphitheater show. I I thought that that one was uh, really. Out of all the ones I heard, and including even the sound, the early soundboards that leaked from Creatures, I found that the, they were much more gelled at this point. They they were very much, uh, t- you know, together. Even even Vinny's solos that they didn't seem to bother me nearly as much on the Universal Amphitheater show. It seemed like he had it more together. He kind of knew what he was doing. He wasn't. I I didn't find that he was kind of guessing or kind of just going off the cuff as much. I, I think he kind of had them a bit, bit more mapped out, and you know the, the show overall I thought was really smooth. I mean, I I, you know, I even liked Eric Carr's drum solo was really good in this one. You know, it, like I said, when you compare it to the early ones, it seemed like they were trying to find their footing still at that beginning of those shows. So, but this one was really good. It I was, and even though it was an an audience recording which I usually poo-pooed like crazy, you know, it was still pretty listenable. You know, I'm a, I'm a big soundboard guy, you know, so, but it, it was, it was decent sounding though.
0: Yeah. I'm going to truncate this conversation on that because, you know, from the bootlegs, um, you know, only wonders really listenable for this conversation and, and we've gone through the, the creatures tour stuff. So I want to go from three shows to four. KISS just announced four more dates on their KISS oh, yeah. 50, <laughs> 50 tour, so it's become 5450. <laughs> they added dates in Detroit, which is righteous because you can't close things out without a final visit to mm-hmm. Detroit. Oh, um, they added St. Louis, Nashville, mm-hmm. and uh, Dickies in Texas. Is that Fort Worth or Austin? I can't remember where, where that one is. Um, Fort Worth yeah, Lonnie, obviously St. Louis is the only one that hits home for us. Um, how's your rage level today?
1: My, my rage level's <laughs> fine. Thanks for asking. Um, I, 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 I'm glad. I'm actually really glad that I was hesitant in pulling the trigger and buying tickets a couple weeks ago when they went on sale. And even just so much as the other day, I was looking at Chicago. I was looking at Indy. And I'm like, these prices aren't bad. I'm like, oh, you know, we could, we could think about, I could think about doing this, doing thinking about doing it. And then um, this morning that that hit and I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, well, and my, my first inclination is, well, it's October. Well, shoot, there's a good chance I'm out of town that weekend in, in October and then it's on a Wednesday night. So I'm like, oh, it's perfect. So um text my brother and I so, you know, October 25th, enterprise center in St. Louis. And he's like, we're there. I'm like, all right, What well, I go for, for like the 10th time, one more time. We're gonna do this. So, um, but I, I think that it really will have a sense of, 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 of finale to it that night, knowing that, okay. These, these two dates in New York have been announced as the, the final dates of the end of the road tour, I think it really will have a sense of, okay, this, I know we've gone to a lot of KISS shows thinking this could be the last time, but I I really think it'll have a sense of closure that, okay, this is really it. And it's, and it's pretty cool. because I'm going to go with my brother who introduced me to the band who took me to my first KISS show and it's actually going to be in the same building that I saw my first KISS show at. So it's really, really kind of a bookend, um, Mm Of a huge chapter of my life, and I think it'll be it'll be very fitting, and it, it really will. I mean, I, like I said, I I've seen them multiple times, like, and this could be it, but it really will have a sense of of completion that night.
0: Yeah, I was struck by the bookend that you mentioned about, same arena, going with your brother, and that's really what these shows have come about, you know, about those sorts of memory, more so than any of the band drama. We're going to get to, we're going to talk about the Ace interview. Um, I I do want to just cover, you know, um quick thoughts on a couple of other topics before we do dive in there, because that's going to be a rabbit hole. Ace covered obviously a whole lot of ground during that interview. Mark, uh, have you bought any tickets yet?
3: No. Are you I still have, on the fence? I am still sort of on the fence, but, you know, I mean, let, let's put it this way. I mean, I'm kind of, kind of have the same mentality as, as as a few other people on here have like for example where's drago which is by the way a good buddy of mine as well how you doing dude uh what he put here is saying i'm not st- i'm i'm standing firm not getting tickets for the uk shows that are coming up i had a blast in 2019 saw the final show in glasgow and it ended on a high note for me i'm kind of like that as well where i did see them when i saw them last time i was i really enjoyed myself and i'm leery about going now and maybe having that ruined but like i said i do have a couple of friends that have access to maybe a box so it's still possible that i might end up going it, i'm not saying no 100 but if i miss it I, i'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry because i've seen them numerous times as well throughout the 2000s and was pretty happy and i saw them in 96 when they came like three times on that tour so i, I was pretty excited when they reformed again at that time
1: Mark, you're talking about something that's 26 years ago. Come on. Yeah. But still, I mean, look at it. Is it really the
3: same thing now? I mean, when I saw them back then they were, they were playing, they were still, you know, Paul was still doing his, you know, singing and there was no tapes or shit like that anymore going on. So, I mean, you know, if I miss it, I miss it. But I, but look, chances are I'll probably end up going because I have a feeling that he's going to come through with that box. So.
0: Yeah, Madison Square Garden, December the 2nd, got down to two original tickets left. Then they released more seats and it went up to 27. I'm counting dots. Thank you, Nibs. Um, you know, and, and now it's down to like uh I think eighteen or something. And of course a lot of the tickets are reseller tickets. I mean I've got one for each show on reseller at less than what I bought for them just to get rid of them. Uh because I upgraded to floor and now I see what the floor tickets are going for you know supply and demand um Mm. dynamic pricing is market manipulation so welcome to the reality of Ticketmaster 2023 um it is what it is and again ken no shows announced near you so i'm I'm not even going to ask you but i will let you get started (laughs) with the uh the spinning gold interview with joyce bogart and tim bogart well joyce bogart Tribulus and um tim bogart on three sides of the coin this week did you have a chance to watch that interview because i was actually very impressed by it
2: yeah i did watch it um and uh yeah it was pretty good um there's some interesting tidbits in there and uh, it was nice hearing or seeing you know joyce actually uh do an interview um because that that never happens um so that was really cool and i like all the different uh little things uh, that uh, i didn't know about for instance you know peter chris you know falling off the back and she has you know he, because he passed out from the smoke and getting uh telling yeah, him, you, you gotta wake up and and play the encore you know <laughs> you guys got an encore um, and that and yeah and you know gene simmons mother you know calling and making sure that he has a sweater you know <laughs> You know, that's what the is this is hilarious to me. Um and I'm sure it's a lot of really cool stories. Um, and they talk about yeah, you know, and you probably go into it, but you know, it's about the the early pyrotechnic stuff, you know, the flash paper stuff and the other things that went on there. uh that we know about. A lot of it we know about. Uh, but there was a few cool things there that came out of it. Uh it was enjoyable.
0: Yeah, there were some errors as well, which I'll talk about as we go. go. I've even got (laughs) multimedia queued up to prove my point. Um, But, you know, Lisa nailed it for me at the end because it is – uh, I believe International Women's Month, and for her to draw attention to the role that Joyce was playing as the co-manager of an act in 1973 to I think early 75s when she sold out her her uh, her share of Rocksteady Management. You know, really was she was an innovator, and she's not someone <laughs> who's really been given a lot of industry recognition for the role that she played. Mm-hmm. And she's partnered with Billa Coin, and he's dead. So we get that firsthand yeah. voice from that period. We've heard a lot of the stories. You know, go back and read "Nothing to Lose." Go back and see her interview segments in um, "Beyond the the Makeup" or yeah, whatever whatever that documentary was called mm-hmm. in the early two thousands. And you know, so it's not like she's been completely silent. The, you know, the "Nothing to Lose" is very, um, you know, complete. But it does keep some stories out of it that don't skew with Gina Paul's version of the narrative now. Lonnie, what did you kind of take out of that? Because it seemed that Tim couldn't get a, a, a word in sideways. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, I've, I have not
1: had a chance to watch it yet this week. I've um... been busy. Been a little busy. I am seeing the movie on Saturday, so I'm excited about you, that.
2: You're a Kiss fan. Mm.
1: Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> I have not listened to it yet. Um, it's Thursday, it came out Tuesday. Pardon the hell out of me. Um, <laughs> Uh-huh. Where are you? See,
0: where are you seeing *Spin and Goal*? Because it's not playing anywhere totally convenient for me really? in San Francisco. on my regular it's... cinema that I would go to? It's not going. It's not playing. It's south of Market, which I'd rather you know, get my toenails plucked really? uh, with a hammer than go At
2: down a mall, there. Mall,
1: fifteen minutes from my house.
2: Like, yeah,
1: I gotta go. <clears throat> um, I, I I don't. I think it. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I think it'll be similar to my Detroit Rock City. Um, viewing experience there, where I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of people in the theater besides me um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's not I, I, I'm not seeing a lot of, of press for it at all
3: I heard um, nothing here So, well, he, I mean, well, I, Victor
0: I, I, Willis I, did his part today or was it yesterday when he uh, took shots at it for leaving out the village people um, so yeah got a little bit of press <laughs> and it was on three sides
2: I saw a TV commercial for it, believe it or not. Did you really? I think, it was on ES, I think it was on ESPN really? or something like that, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Just once. All right,
0: Mark did you watch the
3: interview yeah actually i I did watch it are you are you surprised that i did i i
0: am surprised because i posted it on the faq and everyone's like i'm not watching them you know you're my favorite (laughs) podcast and we we appreciate you know that other uh, podcast uh, you know everything that you guys say about us but it was uh, i thought it was worthwhile watching whether or not you like a podcast
3: like look at i'm not a big watcher of the podcast but whenever you have like an, like a guest that I'm interested in, then obviously I will tune in and check it out. And this was something that I was interested in because I was interested in the the history of it, you know, with Joyce and Bill starting it out. And, you know, they, they made us, by the end of the interview, we, we knew what the name of that show was because they mentioned it about a half a dozen times flip side, flip side, flip side, flip side. It was, they were, you know, hammering at home what the show was and that's fine. I mean, you know, that was the start of everything, right? Wouldn't uh, you love
0: to see an episode of Flipside now that they've said it so yeah, many times? Yeah,
3: yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, John
0: but, Lennon on Flipside. Yeah. I
3: mean, look, I, I'm just saying that it was it was interesting, an interesting watch because like we were talking about before we even started, like you said, there were some inaccuracies. And I'm not going to take the air out of your balloon. I'm not going to mention what it is. I'll let you talk about that. But, you know, there were some interesting points in there that seemed to contradict some stuff that we should know about KISS history really? and I found that kind of disturbing in one sense because you know if you're going to go and watch this film that's supposed to document the history of this label if the people who were involved in it don't have the right information how good is this thing going to be or how accurate is it going to be I mean come on I mean if you could if the people there can't get it right then we're going to be in trouble here but you know I'm not going to jump to conclusions yet and uh, I'm going to leave those little parts that were inaccurate to, to, for Julian to let him talk about it.
0: I didn't take notes, to be perfectly honest, but what they did... There's one for about, sure, you know. There is one, and I'm going to be playing some multimedia in a moment. Um, and for those folks who are watching, what were the things that jumped out as you as factually wrong or seemed awkward or, you know, what are your comments? Because this <laughs> this show, when we do it live, is as much about the participants in the comments fields as it is about us because we do love to pick on, up on what you're talking uh, or what you're thinking as well so my issue is the whole Beth story um, mm-hmm. it seems you, you're not going to make three syllables of Lydia ever fit with uh, Beth Beck it's a, it, the melody is not structured around it Mark can chime in if I'm wrong but I think it right. would take one hell of a lyricist to be able to get that one to blend um, with it and saying that the song was ever called Lydia is factually wrong um it was written and i i've spoken with uh, doc penridge about this you know so firsthand information from one of the co-writers that it was written about mike brand's wife becky which is why it was called beck Mm -hmm. in 1971 Mm -hmm. and it may have been pitched or actually i don't think it was one of the songs that was pitched to neil when they tried to get a deal with buddha or whatever label he was with at the time but i want to play that um demo in case you've never heard it and have been living under a rock for the last 30 years this demo has been out forever um here's beck copyright dings coming in fast and furious Uh, oh we lost half our audience um yeah so that that is back that is peter and lips um i think michael ben are playing on that on on bass uh stan penridge on guitars um peter chris on percussion and vocals the melody lines all there yeah there's some bob ezrin magic that went but bob it wouldn't take a rocket scientist to transpose that onto piano it's not like bob ezrin <laughs> did anything spectacular he probably helped with the lyrics you know to refine it and took it to the next level and he certainly there is no mark will not even deny that he elevated that about as far as that very simple song could be taken is that a fair statement mark please say yes
3: well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I say it, it is. I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna. No matter how much of my love of Bob Ezrin, you know, would make me kind of say no. But it it he obviously did take that song from, you know, very basic demo to a grandiose, you know, superstar single that the song became.
0: Yeah, and and yeah, it took Ezrin to make it magical and to make it the hit that took. Kiss from, you know, rock stars to superstars, Lonnie.
1: You know, real quick, just listening to that, I, I had to pull up the track listing for Destroyer 45th anniversary. And I'm like, that was not on there, and it is such really? a shame that that is not on there because it mm-hmm. is such a telling part of that album of how that song, where that song came from and how that song was was massaged and made into the version that became such a huge hit for the band and it's and it you know here's the definitive version of destroyer everything you could ever want oh except one of our if not our most popular song ever's original demo it's
2: still
3: That's a sore spot over. Still, the sore it's, spot.
2: They want They're to pay terrible. for it. It's, <laughs> well, it. you know, they don't. Yeah, they don't own that.
0: <clears throat> well, and I, I, and I get
1: it, Ken. It's rent, so why would they want to pay for it? <laughs>
0: because if they want to use it, sorry, they got to pay for it.
1: I agree. Then pay for it.
0: Yeah, but that would that would mean you know some. Issues, I know. You know, We're going down a it, certain
1: road that we don't like.
0: That. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it, business becomes more complex than it, right. you know, might seem it's to have to shame, be bro. for us as fans. But, you know, there you go. Some someone probably just heard that for the very first time. And that's cool. That's cool as fuck to me that oh, some yeah. people just heard that for the very first time. And, you know, sure. I want to go back up. the um, Ken, you know, while I find the comment I wanted to go back to, what do you think of that? Can you imagine it being sung as Lydia, I hear you calling?
2: No, no, no. I think the no. Lydia thing is just kind of thought of as an afterthought back as oh, when they were promoting it and saying, yeah, well actually I wrote that, you know, for Lydia and but we had to change it, you know. It's just kind of the narrative back then, you know. It's really it's really for my wife that you know, the song is dedicated to or something like that. Uh, you know, I think that's the, you know, how they were spinning it back then.
0: I think the sentiment's absolutely correct it's about a song to someone who you can't get back to what what does it matter sure. if it's someone else's wife mm. unless it's you trying to get back to someone else's wife it's well um, th- that's another yeah. story yeah but then again yeah. that's still that's still the same sentiment <laughs> so you know i i don't think that trying to inject that part into it i think when you then combine the two stories you know clearly that stuff that was mentioned was you know creative license And I I thought it was fascinating about the story about Neil Bogart's first wife, Elizabeth Weiss, whose nickname Mm. was Beth, who was getting divorced. Mm. They divorced in September 1975, and Neil didn't marry Joyce until, I think, May of 76. So it does, uh, again, fit into the story. And Joyce had, of course, sold out her her share of Rocksteady. It has been suggested by some of those, Kenny Kerner. Um, that she was passing information to Neil Bogart, which is what mm-hmm. ended up resulted in them getting shit canned as Casablanca's house producer. So <laughs> there's much more to the story and bias and angles that come into it. Mark,
3: yeah, I mean it, it is it is interesting that whole uh, interview with them because the, the one thing and I, look, I, I I think I know enough about Kiss history to you know talk about this sort of stuff. But again, some of the stuff. Do we really know the ins and outs of it? I'm, I'm curious, for example, about the part where they were talking about uh, that they mentioned that it wasn't Kiss that saved Casablanca. They said it was, that it was the disco stuff that saved Casablanca records. Now, from what I've always read, they were always saying that Live was the thing that saved Casablanca records from going under, but they were talking hard and heavy about the fact that no, 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 it was the disco stuff that took uh, Casablanca out from the depths of the the, the debt there. Mm. I mean, is that another inaccuracy?
0: No. Uh, And I think Joyce mentioned it absolutely how I perceive it. And again, I wasn't there. I was wearing diapers and smearing food over (laughs) tables at that point. Um, You know, that the three parliaments, Donna Summer and and Kiss, all started hitting around the same time. Mm-hmm. so out of famine came a feast of success don't forget donna summer had been on oasis records in 75 for the first album um that come directly from munich so they all parliaments had a super strong um regional following much like kiss mm-hmm. and aerosmith in their early days they were very regional based i want to go through some of these other comments uh where's drago um Can an unreleased demo be copyrighted? Absolutely. The moment you uh, basically create something, you own copyright on it. However, official recognition and getting the certificate comes in very handy, as I well know from my experience. Um, Where was the other one? Um, Just going back to, to these. Um, so we, we've kind of covered this. They, they took, uh, where should I go again? They took things out of linear history in order to make the movie work, artistic license. Mm. So it may be um, a little bit uncomfortable for those of us who always look for errors, but I'm going to go in and, you know, if I find a cinema and watch that movie as a story as Tim has suggested, is the right way to handle it, because he had to shift things around to make it work as a story. So I'll, I'll give the artist his uh, leeway on that. I uh, don't know how to say your name, uh, Terj. Um Going back to the Bob Kulik thing, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was clearly wrong. And I posted a funny thing that I dug up from a 1976 circus magazine where Bob Ezrin states in 76 that he'd gotten paid for doing work oh, on yeah, Live as well. And that was just <laughs> me being a dick because I happened to just find that. Um, That's going crazy. Back through some more of these comments. Yeah, we're going to get to Ace, guys. We are. I promise you that is very much That's next ease. up. Uh, but it wasn't Paul that vetoed it. It was alex that vetoed um using the block and they did do extensive rehearsals with the wood block and god it did not work as well as the demo so Mm. it it was the right idea to um you know shit can that all right let's keep going anyone else with any final comments on
2: the only thing is i read something recently about that the beth too and you know lydia did contribute one one of the lyrics in there one of the lines so um and and they used it so and maybe there's some confusion with about lydia that it was written for lydia when she was kind of semi-involved because she actually contributed a line in the song you know
0: yeah You know and and i'm not going to take anything away from lydia she wrote peter's note for the alive in her cover (laughs) you know because his handwriting wasn't as nice as you know that was for Mm -hmm. use in that manner that uh, did you see that those were getting sold in auction yes i did they got got pulled so well they did yeah yeah. they got yanked be interesting to see if there's a story on that all right let's see uh <laughs> wow. Yes, yes,
2: yes. <laughs> yes. That's too funny.
3: I know you want me to write you one, Charles. I know.
0: Yep. And of course, where is Drago? <laughs> this guy knows a lot about Casablanca, by the way. Yes. That, that, um... All right. So let's get to the ace thing. Yes. You're right. Let's Absolutely. That that's <clears throat> I was watching Chris Zinzak posted a bunch of crib notes. About what Ace was saying in his interview on Eddie Trunk yesterday. And I think, first of all, I would like to say this. I'm really glad Ace called Paul out for that bullshit piss comment. Yeah. I think anything that Paul does to denigrate the originals and the originals' lineup is unacceptable. That is the music that is being played and copied. Uh, by tommy nearly note for note and eric (coughs) somewhat to this day it is the core of the band's music it took those four original misfits together to create the magic that we're still celebrating today so he's taken paul has taken shots at ace and peter for a good decade and they've got more and more kind of vicious so finally someone has responded um initial thoughts, Lonnie.
1: I think it's great for Ace taking a shot back for for you know taking that jab in the face and counter punching. Um I he he went off the rail several times in that interview and and Eddie <laughs> kept Eddie kept trying to to reel him back in a little bit and then he would, and then he'd go off on a tangent a little bit, and then he'd bring it back in. But, you know, Gene and Paul get a lot more press and do a lot more interviews than Ace fairly does. And Ace got in front of a microphone with a national audience on satellite radio and and was able to counterpunch a little bit back to, to Gene and Paul. And, you know, and, and, and good for him. When, when someone talks bad about me, or someone says something about me that I don't like, well...
0: You have Joe Adele beat him up. I, well,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he's twice my size. And, and and I don't... My boss tells me all the time, we don't take shit from anybody. And, and good for Ace, because you know what? Ace isn't going to take shit from anybody either. So... You know, it's a genius point too. It's just an old act. It's an old, tired act of every chance we get to minimize what Ace and Peter meant to the success of the band, and it's just old. And people and, and and Kiss fans, Kiss fans see through that. And most KISS fans rolled their eyes like, okay, here we go again with the same stories. So it was great to see Ace just counterpunch back. Ace did go off the rails. Ace said some stuff that I was like, whoa, what the hell are you talking about? But it was great for Ace to to counterpunch. And, you know, come on. He said in seven days, if I don't get a public apology from Paul Stanley, I'm going to come back here on on uh-huh. any trunk. Well, don't be holding your breath the next seven days for an apology from Paul Stanley. So we'll wait and see what happens. But, you know lawyers
0: may step in between now and seven days as well. Well, Ace, I'm glad Punchback because it's a little bit like uh, Chris Rock and Mr. Jiggy. You know, yeah. Chris Rock waited and then went full postal. Unfortunately, Chris Rock made some of the same mistakes that Ace made uh, with mm. some of his misogyny and uh, mm-hmm. calling jada bitch 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 repeatedly mm-hmm. really took away from his comments uh let's go there you know- because ace dropped an anti-semitic trope about gene's business acumen being related to his background or him going to hasidic uh yeshiva and then throwing in dreadlocks, and then ending with, I hope I didn't offend anyone. And that, unfortunately, is just one of those anti-Semitic tropes. I've called them out on the FAQ. I'm calling them out here. That needs an apology. That's simply not acceptable. I I know some of the tiki torchburners disagree with me, and that's perfectly fine. Um, Everyone do what's right for you. But I thought that was unfortunate because it really took away from a lot of what else he was saying throughout that, where he was sticking up for himself and Peter, and also making it very clear that he'll do anything for a buck. It's all about <laughs> the money. He yeah. made that clear. A lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Deep pockets. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Well. That
2: was that was tough to. I mean, uh, kind of listen to. I mean, he just kind of when he went off the rails. Uh, but it all started, and I don't know how this got back to. Someone else have told these about the piss comment from Paul, and I don't know why even Paul said it because you know what it's. It's a you know. To, to me, it's it's also taking a stab at the, the KISS fans, uh, the, the KISS fans from the original lineup um, saying something <clears> like that. It's the same thing as when they, you know, feeling you get when they say on KISS Unmasked, you know, I still say they stink. I, I don't get it. I don't get them putting a, a middle finger on the back of a KISS Kiss Army jacket, you know, or even in the, in the concert of uh, revenge where they do the middle finger thing so i you know, i just don't understand what the point is and and you know paul you know i he, he just can't stop denigrating the original you know guys ace and and uh and peter and you know if, if gene was in the band he'd probably Take a shot at him too, though John. You know, again, Gene's also guilty of saying stuff about drugs and stuff and and so on and alcoholism. But I do think Ace was on the right track for a while, <laughs> with you know asking for a, an apology, um, and though mm-hmm. so I again I don't know if he'll get an apology unless maybe there is something in this manuscript that. <laughs> <laughs> that he says hundred that yeah. that, a that Paul is worried department. about that he that Paul maybe is like oh wait a minute he might actually say something you know oh, no and, and, and then it, but I, what is this manuscript I don't know please
3: don't tell me you believe that entails.
2: that he has a manuscript I well, think don't he don't may have well, mean, he, he, he may have a notebook he most sight. certainly
0: will have the dirt. That certain band members do not want out. He knows. As much. See, okay, but he doesn't
3: have a 120-page manuscript. Okay, the guy can hardly write 10 pages, let There's alone on deposit box. He said it doesn't take 10 not.
0: pages to take a story that's got 10 words. He yeah, right. <laughs> of no
1: regrets anyway. I
0: mean, he's exactly. telling
1: stories, and it's someone transposing it for him. But I 100% believe <laughs> that there were things. In the original version of No Regrets, and they said, eh, no, we're not gonna put that in there. We don't wanna get sued. We're not gonna put that well, in okay. there. So it's like guarantee yeah, yeah. there's stuff out
3: there. Look, the, the the thing with I when I listen to it, I I agree with the with the point that he's been he's been knocked around quite a bit throughout the years by Paul and Gene. And obviously, you know, it's just only natural someone's gonna come back and you know, or he's gonna come back and retaliate on it, which which makes sense to me. But the problem with Ace is that he, he, he did it. He did a good thing. He, he, he took care of himself. He, he, you know, he got out what he wanted to say, but then after that, the man doesn't know when to shut up. That's the whole problem with Ace. He doesn't know when to zip that mouth of his and, you know, get back to some, you know, normal discussions and stuff. He, He could have talked about his record a bit more. He could have talked about, no, but he went out down these insane discussion points. Like, Like the whole Jeff Beck thing made me laugh. Like you know, oh Oh, Jeff Beck is a lot like me. You know, like no, you're not. You're not anywhere like (laughs) Jeff Beck. You don't even have one tenth. Sorry, sorry,
0: dude. You're you're. I I love Ace. I love Kiss. But he's a couple floors down. Yeah, you don't
3: have one tenth of skill level of Jeff Beck. Okay, and and that's absolutely ridiculous that he would say shit like that on there. Uh, You know. Look, I love Ace too, and people are going to say, "Oh, this guy doesn't like you know Ace," but I do like Ace. But it's just when when people say stuff like this, it's just absolutely unbelievable, you know. It, like the money thing, I understand that he wants you know to be paid properly to go in there. But the man just kept going on and on. a big amount of money, a bucket load of money. Okay, we got the point, dude. I mean, and lots of people in the the the, the comment section here have said it too. When Eddie Trunk starts getting uncomfortable. With him on his own show, you know that the man's getting off the rails a bit here. Okay, like th- he's his biggest supporter, and even he was trying to get, cut him off and say, "Okay, it's time to go, Ace." You know, and he still kept going on and still kept going on with stuff. It's like, God, man, like what you hear? He's just digging a bigger hole, and I, I can already see Paul and Gene like rubbing their hands in anticipation. Wow, he's really. He's really digging a big hole for himself in this interview, you know, because he is. I mean, any way you look at it, the guy, the guy comes across looking a little, you know,
0: after that interview, you know. Well, how how do they respond? Because I've always felt that feeding Paul negativity, and I'm going to focus on Paul in particular, mm-hmm. um, is a waste of time because that's what a bully wants. He wants you to go down to his level in the sewer because then he's won. He's gotten you to respond. And yeah. yeah, all these continuous jabs at the originals are tiresome. But I do feel strongly that even giving Paul oxygen for them um, are, are just pointless. They were never going to have Ace and Peter there for the last show. L- look, no. Ace has, has not had a con- proper contact. A proper contact means that Doc McGee gets on the phone with an offer for them. And with, and that's a starting yeah. point. Ace, hundred thou. To come up on stage at Madison Square Garden or whatever. It doesn't sound like that'll do uh, for Ace because he wants a trunk full of money. Um, You know, it's it's embarrassing to now get back into this back and forth between these guys because there is a no win. I know people love a train wreck. I know people love to rubberneck, uh, you know when you go by a, an ambulance or something, ooh, what's going on over there. It's yeah. human nature. But you know, it's Eddie could have done a better job. And <laughs> for him to have the audacity to say all members are welcome to come on my show. Eddie, no one's going to go on your fucking show. Paul Stanley is not going to go on Eddie Trunk. I I mean, you're you're outside the aura. You're it's done. You don't get back in.
2: And Paul, you know, won't, you, pa- Paul won't allow Gene to get on the show too. Because remember, there was that time Gene was going to be on the show, and something happened, and Paul told him, you're not, "No, you're not going on that show." <laughs> the other thing that bothers me too is, you know, I'm, I was, I was thinking, you know, I miss the old days where they just played the music and, and and rocked, and they didn't say all this. <laughs> They didn't talk. They just played the music, kept their mouth shut, and talked. Uh, anything that was a bad comment, they they wouldn't say it. Yeah, I mean, and that was a long time ago. Now
1: wasn't '96 through 2000 really nice?
2: It started going changing, right?
1: Yeah,
0: Jeez. you know what?
2: Yeah. The golden can I, years.
3: Can I just say
0: one the golden thing?
2: Golden
1: Girls. Four I, years of Peace.
3: I just want to say one thing here, though. Being in a being in a being in a situation where I was in a band that had Different members in it before, and I came in and replaced people. And sure, it's not the same situation as Kiss. We were not any we're near the level of it. But uh, what I do kind of understand, and I'm not making excuses for Paul or for Gene. But you got to, from one one point of view that I see here, when you see Ace saying comments like, you know, Tommy Thayer it doesn't have one fifth of the talent that I do. I, mm. I, the magic all came from me. He can't do what I do. On stage, clearly that's wrong because he's doing what you're doing, and much better, to be honest, in my opinion, on stage
0: he's than done you do. Consistently for twenty years.
3: Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. and the thing is, when you when he says stuff like that, you know, Paul and those guys get pissed off too because he's downplaying their brand of the Kiss now, and of course he wants that brand to succeed as well. So on one hand, I understand why he might get a little perturbed by that. But don't get me wrong. I understand why Ace is pissed off because he got hammered a lot about the drinking and the drugs and all that stuff as well. So I can see where both of them are doing things to make each other pissed off. So it's almost like one isn't much better than the other in some aspects, you know?
0: Yeah, so I thought Eddie could have done a better job with that interview because Ace did give some very interesting information about his solo album you know pepe mm-hmm. castro blues magoo yeah. or um, whatever the band was i can't remember now um but steve brown trickster mm-hmm. who fills in for viv campbell and def leppard that is actually promising and mm-hmm. um writing with tommy denander who wrote for yes. how hollywood vampires lived to mm-hmm. win he did some work as well he's a really cool guy which is even better um so you know he c- should have delved into some of those topics you know for ace to to say that it's nearly done and then to say well you know four songs are still instrumentals i can't decide which ones i'll I'll throw some vocals on (laughs) (laughs) just it's so (laughs) ace which is what i love about him you know but there there is new music coming and there was a comment that flew and i do appreciate all these comments which are flying by today you know Mm -hmm. thank you for your engagement on this uh which is very cool um ace's speech I've known many alcoholics and recovering alcoholics who've destroyed their speech and end up sounding slurred for the rest of their life, even though they are stone cold sober. Mm. So just because someone may sound like they have, um, you know, drunken slur does not mean that they are drunk. And Mm. it's very important to differentiate that because I think ace sobriety is something to be applauded, you know. And I I just wish and that's why I do wish that they would stop calling, you know, Peter and Ace names by their past sins, because we can look at Gene and Paul have sins as well. Addictions Mm. to power, control, money, you know, and and not having to share it with other members on that level are, you know, not necessarily as destructive as um, self-abuse. But they are not exactly positive traits either in, you know, a band environment. So, you know, it, it's a complex situation with that. Um, Lonnie, does that intervie- interview make you more excited about an album?
1: More excited about an album? No.
3: <laughs> I mean, wow! I wow! Know,
1: it doesn't—it doesn't make me more excited about an Ace album. You know, make- good good press for the the PR
0: cycle for it's an album. Sorry. It's not an
2: Origin well, album, at least. Well,
1: yeah, well no, that's true. I, 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 that is true. I, I was excited when they reiterated the fact that it's not another cover album. There's a cover song on it, but it's not another cover mm-hmm. album. I mean, does the interview? I mean, he, he went on some some tangents about, oh, you know, I've been shot and stabbed. You know, I punched Tommy Thayer out, <laughs> but, you know, it's because I'm a yes. tough guy. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you know, but I, I agree, though, that I mean, maybe if they would have tried to refocus or, or tried to shift at certain points. and try, let, Let's talk about the album. Is there, a, mm-hmm. is there a title of the album? Can you give us a song mm-hmm. title? Can, you know. I, I think things like that might have made me a little more excited for them. Did it really make me excited for them? I don't know. Not, not really, because we, we really just kind of scratched the surface of it a little bit. And then we yeah. we go off on a tangent and compare ourselves to Jeff Becker, <laughs> call ourselves a tough guy. <laughs> or talk about silly safes and things like that. So he, I, I am get always going to gonna look at my vault now. now. got right uh, there. You, really you, you, two, you two will never look at your vaults the same.
2: <laughs> my silly safe.
0: No, and my be- my best photo comes That's from funny. the silly safe experience with Ace, because he was there. Came he gave me his there. arm around me, got that fantastic photo. So I'll always mm-hmm. have my silly safe experience um, <laughs> <laughs> memories with, with, with Ace now. But um, – did Ace? Did Ed, Ed? I'm sorry. I'm not drunk. I just can't speak today. Did Eddie a, egg Ace on? That's actually tough to say. Mark, do you think Eddie uh, did a good job with him, or was he well, just off kilter?
3: I, I don't think he. I don't think he egged him on. I just think though that he didn't do a good job in directing him away from where the trouble spots were. Just like Lonnie said, I, I think that if if he really started getting uncomfortable, and he was obviously uncomfortable in sections of that interview you know he he should have did exactly what Lonnie just said he should have said you know well Ace let's get back to the album what's the title of the album just like Lonnie said let's talk about the song titles what's the direction what what is this going to album going to sound like will it sound you know he said it's going to be better than his 78 solo album he said that on there which is like okay well yeah, we'll see about that that's thing he's
0: done since Destroyer <laughs>
3: Yeah, but...
0: We've heard that before. But
3: you know what? I would have rather have him talked about why he thinks it's going to be that way than him talking about the Hasidic Jew thing and all those other things, you know? At least I'd rather rather let him talk about that. that. That, I think, is Mr. Trunk's fault. You know, he should have directed it. He's the guy who does the interview. You know, J- Julian, you've done lots of interviews, interviews yourself. I'm sure that if you were in charge of that, you would have probably tried to steer it in different ways as well to get out of that, you know, oh, discussion. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So yeah. why he didn't do that. And somebody up here posted that in, in, in Eddie's defense, he was only expecting to do a 10 minute interview with them. Well, what does that say about Eddie's control of his show? If he was only expecting to do 10 minutes with them and he let it balloon to 40 minutes then clearly he's not in very good control of his show
0: when has yeah, when has ace ever been able to say something in 10 minutes
2: Kent? yeah <laughs> he he even ace even had the time to to bring up vinnie Vincent out of nowhere yeah <laughs> and, and he was and he was and nice it, yeah he was nothing nothing yeah.
1: against
0: old women he said yeah nothing <laughs>
2: against old, old 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 ladies
0: yeah but does is is that a wolf whistle to transphobia i mean
2: uh, well, I, yeah, I'm not I gonna. So. I, I, I can't know. live my life yeah, being oh, so, so
0: politically <laughs> correct because I wouldn't be able the to punch, keep track of what I'm not allowed to be and, make fun of or be offended of. But and the fight with, I didn't take that
2: that way. And the fight with the <laughs> the thing about the punch of Tommy Thayer is like, is like, yeah, I sucker punched Tommy Thayer. It's probably what it was.
3: Yeah, but and then there you and go. He tried to punch him he, out,
1: is what he
2: said. But there yeah, you he's go. He he tries to belittle
3: <laughs> him as well. Not only that, that Ace did that, what do we know. He got me my sandwiches, but Peter Chris did that too. Saying goes that Tommy there used to get me my plate of spaghetti all the time. Like, yes, what is the,
0: what is what is Ace more mad at? Is he more mad at piss or is he mad at not getting paid? because uh. I, I thought it was a line of absolute cobblers. And someone did mention this in the chat, um, in the comments that, you know, Ace didn't treat Richie Scarlet very well, firing him at uh, a pretty bad time. And I believe he owed um, John Regan, what, 70,000 was it? Mm-hmm. And how many yeah. other people have, you know, given him things Um you know, so it seemed to be pot kettle black
2: mm-hmm. from a financial
0: yeah. point of view that there seemed to be a lot of anger that that call has not come that the fifty fifty dates are announced, and there's no sign of it happening i I mean, I think we said it at the beginning of the end of the road that it would be something that they would dangle like a carrot to keep us going to the shows throughout the tour, not realizing that the tour was going to take so long because of a pandemic
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah now. Is that comment correct about the shows both being sold out? Because I think somebody said that they weren't sold out.
0: What? Madison Square Garden? Yeah. Yeah. It's most certainly not sold out. You can go on Ticketmaster right now and buy tickets directly from Ticketmaster, not resellers. There you go. Ace Ace is
2: back in 77. (laughs) That's that's what it was sold out. out.
3: And it's because of me that that they're being sold out, you know? Because people are expecting him.
0: How many times have they been to the New York area over the last five years? So, I mean, uh, two nights at Madison Square Garden, they'll sell out. And, you know, I don't doubt they'll be absolutely packed. But some of those ticket prices, you know, resellers are going to take a bath on. Um, Let's get back to some of these comments. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Mark... Arnold, that is. Uh, Eddie and Ace are buddies. Eddie knows Ace is going to be good for his ratings, but Eddie also knows Ace well enough that his uh, alarm should have been going off. Yeah. His his radar was lacking um, (laughs) yesterday. I mean, part of being a a good interviewer is not letting your interviewee walk into that territory (laughs) Mm -hmm. on the air. It's not like you're recording a podcast episode um, where you can edit shit out after the fact before it goes on the air you're live and mm-hmm. you, you you've got to be full battle station. so let's go back to some of these
1: <laughs> yeah
3: yeah you
0: exactly. he mentioned her
3: yeah,
1: crazy you, said, you my, said my crazy girlfriend to san diego <laughs> my crazy ex-girlfriend
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
0: but where do we go from here what what do you think is going to be paul and or gene or kiss organization's response to this lonnie It might.
1: i think there'll be a rebuttal i don't i don't i don't think there will be a public apology from from paul stanley about a comment he made on the howard stern show referencing the rock and roll hall of fame which was almost nine years ago at this point i don't think paul paul is who paul is and i don't i 1000% one thousand percent do not see Paul making a public apology. Oh, I'm sorry, Ace. For <laughs> I should not said that. That's not going to happen. Um, at the same time, I, I, I don't know if I really see Ace coming back on Eddie Trunk next next Wednesday. But mm-hmm, he should. He, who knows? Why not? You know? Why not? Um.
0: Maybe he gets Peter to come on next Wednesday. No, I'm, I'm 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 pretty sure that Ace will be back on Eddie Trunk next week in damage control mode. Oh, really? He, he'll
2: be apologizing, yeah, apologizing probably for some of the comments mm-hmm. he made.
0: Ace, you're welcome to come on this podcast. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, Mike, I, I'm sure Mike Brun would have you as well if you don't want to come on this one.
3: Well, you know, I, 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 I think that the smartest thing for Paul and Gene to do would be to say nothing. And of course, that's not going to happen. But I, I think that it would be the wisest thing to do because it, it'll just make him look, you know, like like the nut. And, and them not saying anything will just make the, make it appear like they're trying to take the high road and just get stay away from the comments. But, you know, Gene, he, he can't resist. He'll probably put something on Twitter in response to it or something. I can kind of see that. I mean, isn't that his preferred way of responding
2: to Twitter? Oh, Gene? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. He's still blocking me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I think he's still on Twitter. He, he puts stuff I don't stuff know. There. mentioned
1: today about going back to Dubai, Ken.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh there you go. Look at that. I saw what that. I was like, why, why is he even mentioning Dubai? Is he like he purposely says, South America, sticking Europe, it to Canada, us?
1: Canada, Australia, Dubai, and USA. Here we come.
2: They're not One going. I don't time. think they're going back to Dubai. In it's not on their schedule. We
1: missed. schedule. In cities we missed. I don't think so. Get
3: ready for another platinum <laughs> and platinum package deal there.
0: August and October, or August and September, pardon me, um, are open. Um, you know, I, I don't care if they add dates. Add as many dates as you want, guys. You know, anywhere you can buy
1: new t shirts. So.
0: That'll still sell, you know, <laughs> where you can still sell, you know. So it, it doesn't matter to me. But Ken, what do you think happens
2: with Ace? What do I think happens with Ace?
0: Yeah, what's, A- what's yeah. Ace's next uh, next play? Um,
2: he may come back. He may. I mean, on the Trunk Show, he may. You know, make an apology and then hopefully just talk about his record only. Um, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think Paul's gonna obviously, uh, you know, say sorry. So I and I don't think Ace is gonna bring bring any dirt out. Because maybe behind the scenes, he may be he may get threatened about some other stuff from the KISS uh, camp side of things. So I I just think he might try to lay low also and just let it, you know, try to make it. Hopefully it goes away, you know, with time, that garbage, sort of thing.
3: Say.
2: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, we'll wait. We'll wait seven days. Well, it's not seven days anymore, but... Uh, Less than a week, and we'll see if uh, well, anything happens in that time period.
0: You said Dubai, can.
2: Maybe Dubai. Mm. Well, maybe Ace can go to go to Dubai. You know, I don't know.
0: Maybe maybe Ace knows the real reason why <laughs> Dubai never came out. Mm. Mm. Share that information, Ace. Inquiring mm. minds would love to know that.
1: Ken would love to know that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't. I don't really care. I would love to know. I, I would like Ace to go back on there and at least apologize for the anti-Semitism. Um, I don't think he needs to roll any of his other anger back. I, he did come along across as kind of clueless of thinking he's getting, uh, you know, kiss better have deep pockets. No, I mean, what are they going? What do they need you for, Ace, on the final show? There's 27 tickets left. I'm pretty mm. sure they're going to sell out by December the 2nd, you know? So it's not like there's a need that that need has never been required. Would I love Peter to get up there at the last show on his own, no makeup, come out on stage, yo, this is New York and, go, and give us one more Beth. Hell yes. Would I love yeah. for Ace to come out and give us one last smoking guitar solo? Um, and then we have a kumbaya moment and all six originals, Bruce comes running down the aisle. Don't forget me, guys. Um, you know, <laughs> and they launch into rock and roll all night. And, you know, the end curtains draw and all that. Life doesn't work out that way. It, and it just ain't gonna. This is a good one. The scars are so deep already so i guess i hope he delivers some dirt yeah but (laughs) i also wonder about what dirt anyone's got on him you know once you start throwing Mm. stones you suddenly find out that you're living in a glass house and you're like oh uh should not have where's the self-destruct button on that torpedo you know it's too (laughs) late so i guess we're gonna find out next week you know in the next episode Of yeah. These are the days of our lives. We'll find out. Did Ace do it? Did Ace not do it? How did Paul Stanley react? Find, tune into fucking TMZ. It's all going to end up on there now, which is the worst way for you to end your artistic career as fodder on TMZ. All right, yeah, next week. He- same,
2: same fact. Same fact. Channel. Same fact. Time, and all that stuff. Mm.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts, Mark? uh what's going on with your album
3: oh well we'll, we're we are about what 22 days away from the release of my new project gemini album thank you to everybody who's uh supported the first single that came out cyber wonderland it's done really good much better than i thought it was going to do actually and uh i'm very grateful for that Uh, There is an interview up now that I did with the Progressive Palaver that you can check out about the new album as well. Um, Also, there's an interview with the uh, Potter and Hell guys that I did in uh, response to the release of the vinyl of book three that we went through stuff. So there's a lot of stuff you can catch up on if you're interested in the Project Gemini end of things. And uh, yeah, there might be another single that'll drop before the album comes out as well. And I'm sure there's going to be some more... uh, podcast appearances i'm going to talk about the album wink wink nudge nudge there so uh yeah so we'll uh i'm sure we'll be uh i'll be around the internet, so to speak
0: all right Lonnie. any closing thoughts
1: no um looking forward to the final 54 shows i guess and and getting tickets to see kiss one more time it's exciting yeah. you know i was pretty fired up i i had um Talked on the show several times that I kind of had some closure about, you know, that this is that I'd seen him for the last time and to get that opportunity four years later, one more time. It's, it's actually pretty cool. So I'm excited mm-hmm. about it.
0: Okay.
2: Just that I'm glad I'm alive.
1: <laughs> no,
3: I mean glad you're alive. Going wow. back to the, I know <laughs> what's going on.
2: Well, if you yeah. listen to the Universal show, I hopefully did. If you get towards <laughs> the end where they say, says Paul says, "Come on down to the front, you guys," and I was one of the people that was got out to the front because I was like third row in front. And then you know he's saying, he's, and then you hear Paul saying, whoa, 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 you know, take one step back. We don't want you know you guys today's." to be tomorrow's <laughs> baloney or whatever he said and i said yeah because i remember getting crushed i i thought i thought okay this is the end right here i'm gonna end <laughs> it's gonna end at a- <laughs> the end gonna die at a kiss concert <laughs> well die happy right but because he, he says okay everyone take one step back and then oh,
3: okay so that's what that was okay
2: that's what that was about um so anyway so yeah i'm i'm alive i think thankfully that happens all right a lot, so
0: thank actually yeah so thank you everyone for joining us today uh thanks for all the comments that have chimed in um you know come on over to the faq uh, join in the per- the conversations there but you know this is going to go for a little bit but for now just listen to the fucking music and forget about the people who made it because at the end of the day i think it's probably the music that brought most of us together in the first place so for now from lonnie from mark ken and myself thanks for joining us we'll see you next time thank you for spending time listening to the kiss faq podcast today all sales are final there are no refunds if you'd like look us up on facebook or come over to the kiss faq message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today don't forget to rate us on itunes spreaker or wherever you've listened to the show we hope you'll join us again silly safe.